are listening to Radio Maria and it is time for our Credo programme this afternoon. We have the pleasure of having with us today Mary Hurst and she is going to be doing um, Lexio Divina with us. So let me um, introduce her to you and Mary, you're welcome. Hello, lovely to be back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's really good to have you. I've re- I really look forward to our Lexio Divina prayer so, time. I look forward to yeah doing Lexio with Radio Maria. <laughs> All the lovely listeners. Tell us about your background again, um, Mary, just for anybody that hasn't met you before, and then introduce us to Lexio. Lovely. Um, so my name is Mary, and I live up in York. Um, I'm married to Will. And um, I came across Lexio Divina when I was at school and I um, joined a sixth form of a Benedictine school and was taught Lexio there and I I really loved it and have since worked in chaplaincies um, of schools and with university students and really in this this gift of Lexio and sharing it with others and having others share it with me. Can I um, ask you, Mary, did you, you said you really loved Lexio. Did it take a little bit of time to learn, learn, learn how to pray it or to, to reap fruits from it? Good question. Um, I think it really depends on each person and God's will with each of us, I suppose. Um, I, the first time I ever did Lexio, I didn't really know what it was. And we read this reading and they just were going to pray with us and I didn't know what it was. And I was just hit by this word manger. I didn't know why, I couldn't explain why, and I still can't. But for some reason, it, I think it must have given me the sense of peace or something that I knew God was speaking to me through that word, even though I couldn't put it into words, into my own words. Um, and then since then, since learning a bit more about it, um, perhaps I... Well, I don't know, it's become easier or not that it wasn't easy the first time. I just think, I don't know. God just speaks in different ways at different times. <laughs> and, and can I ask you, I know um, I have a cousin who has struggled a little bit with praying with scripture. And mm. I think it's partly the fact it's very word based. Now, you, when you said the word manger hit you, do you just stay with the word itself or do you do you have images or is it okay to have images with uh, that we can associate with these words in our imagination? Is that acceptable in Lexio? Again, great question. Um, yes, of course. Again, just I think it's really about listening and we all have a capacity to listen and we all have a capacity to hear God's voice and he speaks again in such in different ways so some of us it's more through images and so we'll hear a word and it does conjure up an image and we can stay with that and rest in it and explore it some sometimes we feel curious and interested and that's brilliant and and so then diving into that image what what is it what do I see what do I smell um other people it's you know oh wow this word and this translation and that one another translation means this and and it's the more wordy thing that that grabs them Um, but images absolutely just really listening and starting from that point God knows me he loves me and he's got something to say to me and maybe I don't quite understand what that is yet but it's enough to know that he's loving me and he's speaking and maybe 
wouldn't they understand? <laughs> um, I've got a friend and he was my, my boss, if you like. I lived in a, a lay Benedictine community for um, a couple of years at Downside School in Somerset. And we did Lexio in the school there and, and the abbot of our community. Um, he um, was quite a bit older than myself. And he said as a teenager, he knew Lexio and he would go to this Lexio group as a teenager every week. And he liked it. It was really fun with the other, with his friends and, and the person who led them. It was a really lovely sense of community. And with Lexio itself, he never had anything to say. He sort of thought Lexio was something that happens to other people. He'd hear them share these amazing things and that was wonderful. And he just thought, oh, this is something that happens to others and not to me, but that's fine. And then I think something like six or seven years later, and he continued with Alexio, partly because of the community aspect. And, and that's such a, a gift that when we build community around prayer and around Christ, um, he really speaks to us through that, doesn't he? And, and keeps us there in, in his love. Anyway, six or seven years later, boom, he was hit. <laughs> it describes it like that. I was just hit. Uh, and suddenly there, he, he had something he wanted to share. And just to say, sometimes, you know, God speaks to us in that silence and, and wants us just to wait and to love him and to, to rest in his love for us. So any listener who needs to wait six or seven years, we are here, we are with you, we are a community <laughs> and, um, and we will continue to pray together. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Mary. Is, um, is there anything else you'd like to say in, in introduction to us before I play us some music? No, just that we're on this last week towards Christmas. Last, We're going towards the fourth Sunday of Advent. Um, and so we're going to do the gospel uh, for this coming Sunday of Advent. Um, so in this, in this last week after, the, after Gaudete Sunday, after the Sunday we've just had, everything moves with a, a new urgency towards Christmas. The, the tone of um, the prayers during Advent have this new sense of urgency. Before it was sort of, wait, wait, and now it's the Lord is near. And just to invite you to be ready and excited to welcome the Lord and to receive him. Thank you. We have um, a piece of music, As Warm As Tears.
So just before we begin, Lexio, um, for our listeners, if you're in a space where you can make some, you can move somewhere quiet, which helps our listening, perhaps you want to light a candle. Um, and if you have a cross, um, to bring those items, you can make a small altar where you are. Just these things that help us remember and be aware that the Lord is present. Um, we light a candle because Christ is the light of the world. And it's this light of the world who speaks to us today and speaks to our hearts. Um, so I just invite you just to make some preparations in whatever, maybe the tiniest way you can, um, just again to, to receive the word this afternoon. Alexia. The reading we're going to pray with today is from the Gospel of St. Luke. And if any listeners have a Bible to hand or they'd like to bring up um, the text uh, on their phone, I advise you to turn off your notifications <laughs> just to help the prayer. Um, but if you'd like to have the Gospel in front of you, it's Luke 1 from 26 to 38. Um, and that is the gospel for this coming Sunday, which is Christmas Eve. Um, but because it's a Sunday, there's Mass in the morning, and then there's also Christmas Eve Mass in the evening. Um, and the morning Mass is the Mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Luke 1, from 26 to 38. So let's begin. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's just start with asking the Holy Spirit to be with us, asking the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts, asking the Holy Spirit to help us to listen and to recognize the Lord. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Just have a moment now, just in silence, maybe with some gentle music, just to prepare to listen. It's in that silence that we receive the Lord and hear his voice in the gentle breeze.
From the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. Glory to you, Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who enjoy God's favour, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Look, you are to conceive in your womb and bear a son and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, but how can this come about since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy, and we will be called Son of God. And I tell you this too, your cousin Elizabeth also, in her old age, has conceived a son, and she who people called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible to God. Mary said, You see before you the Lord's servant. Let it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. we're going to do is we're going to go through the gospel passage a few verses at a time and just listen savor the words perhaps even just one word savor it and let the lord speak to you what is he saying what images do i see what does it say to my heart perhaps i can just experience a bit of peace truth just staying with these words and letting Christ who is alive speak to your heart and to your life. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary.
he went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who enjoy God's favor. The Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favor. Look, you are to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about, since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. 
and so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. And I tell you this too, your cousin Elizabeth also, in her old age, has conceived a son. And she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. Mary said, you see before you the Lord's servant, let it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. to read through the gospel, the whole gospel, just in one now. And I just invite you as we read through it to ask yourself the question, what is the good news that this gospel, this word of God brings to me today? What is the good news that this gospel brings to me today. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who enjoy God's favour, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. 
But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favor. Look, you are to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about, since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. And I tell you this too, your cousin Elizabeth also, in her old age, has conceived a son. And she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. Mary said, You see before you the Lord's servant. Let it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. So we're going to draw this Lexio to a kind of close. <laughs> we're going to say the Our Father together. Um, and I thought it would be nice if, well, often when we do Lexio with others, it's wonderful to share. And we call this sharing an echo, an echo of this conversation we've had with the Lord in our hearts. Um, and just how an echo, the sound of an echo changes uh, depending what it's bouncing off. <laughs> so too, our echoes are all different from each other's. Um, and it's another opportunity to listen to how the Lord speaks. Um, and he might be saying something to you or to me <laughs> through someone else's echo. Um, so we're going to say in our Father together. Uh, and then I'd like to... to Ask Aileen uh, whether she'd like to, to share, but we'll say this our Father together first. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Aileen, I don't know if you'd like to share an echo um, of what the Lord was saying to you in this passage. I noticed as we were praying the gospel how uh, two things about the actual praying of it. The first was the the sharing with one another, the community, um, and also how how making space for the words and for the verses, what a difference that makes and the preparation we did beforehand. And the the words that came to that stood out for me today, I was quite surprised by them. Um it was the part of the gospel where Mary is told that that um Jesus will inhabit the throne of David and and will rule for all time. I think it's all time, isn't it? I'm just trying to remember that correctly. Um, the, and his reign will have no end. Sorry, that's the bit. His reign will have no end. And I was thinking how Mary's idea about what that meant was so different to what she experienced and what the expectation of the the Jewish people at that time. And I was thinking about that and and I tend to, when that happens, I tend to think, gosh, she had such a difficult time. And I I tend to think, gosh, all of the things she had to go through, particularly seeing Jesus crucified. And sometimes I can get stuck at that point, but it's Christmas and there is this promise made to her in the Annunciation. And I was turned towards the glory, the resurrection, the incarnation, the death, the resurrection. And also how I I need to consent, I need to um, place myself and give myself fully over to Jesus reigning in my life. And I think Jesus is Lord, you know, what, what does that mean? Um, he reigns and some of that excitement that you talked about trepidation but also excitement and also accepting that God will act in my life in ways that I cannot predict or fully understand and I can trust that like Mary there is incarnation, death, resurrection and, and a reign with no end yeah, so that's a little bit long. I hope that's not too long. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Aileen. <laughs> um, what struck me was just the first bit. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. And I love that question. What is the good news that this passage brings to you? And, and that's a really helpful um, question for Lexio, really. Um, and to me, it was just this town in Galilee called Nazareth, which 
must just the normality of it this angel going to this town <laughs> and and i sort of just changed it to you know a town in yorkshire called york <laughs> city you know just this normality and the good news that god can enter in in my normality in my reality in my town and and i don't expect it because i i know what i see i know what my home looks like i know what my street looks like and my my journey into town that kind of thing but an angel gabriel was sent by god to a town in galilee called nazareth and and so he can enter into my town into my street into my home um and that's just very good news <laughs> I noticed the bird song and did the bird song strike you as you would think as that was striking you, Mary, hearing the bird song and the music and how ordinary and grounding that is as well? I suppose I can't actually hear the music. Oh thing. gosh, we've got beautiful <laughs> music playing. <laughs> but it's really lovely to hear those bird songs. <laughs> um, I, am, I am recording this and it can, it'll be in a podcast, so I hope you get to hear the music back. Oh gosh, yes. You, thank you for sacrificing the music to, to pray with us on, on Google Meet. Um, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Would you like me to play us a piece of music now, Mary? That sounds wonderful. Yeah, so, um, and in the same way that Mary and I have shared, um, please do call us and share with our praying community here this afternoon um, which part of the gospel um, struck you. How did, how did it strike you? And I'm going to play you A Place of Springs, and this is Phil Kigi. The number to call is 01223 375 564. That's 01223 375 564. We would be so glad to hear from you and for you to share with us this afternoon. Thank you. 
So you are listening to our credo program this afternoon and we are praying Lexio Divina with one another. The Annunciation is the gospel we've been listening to. And at the moment we are sharing our um, what struck us in prayer. And Margarita, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for doing the Lexio Divina. It's uh, lovely. Very nice. I was... Um, I was struck by the, um, when the, the Archangel Sister Mary, you know, look, the impossible has happened with Elizabeth, someone who is barren, um, and anything is possible to God. And for me, it calls me, because there are situations in my life uh, that I, I don't understand the Father's will, and and so sometimes there are moments where I it, not not that it sends me into despair, but I just think R- really, <laughs> um, and because not understanding it, the little doubts come into my head, to thinking it's going to be the worst situation ever, um, and instead this this reading, especially that. Um, on this woman that's barren like sometimes at this moment I feel barren in the sense of not understanding God's will in the impossibility of doing something within my family Um, and it's calling me to trust him and to have complete confidence that God knows what he is doing what his plan is he has a plan for me and for my for my children he has a plan for them and I have to trust and really be confident in trusting God and knowing that He's He's got it all in His hands, and I mustn't I mustn't doubt, I mustn't get worried, um, and think, oh, this is it, you know, this is it, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to <laughs> can happen to me. But it, so it really gives me a word of courage and reminds me to hope and to trust in Him. So that's what I will, I got from it. And I really thank you for for reading that passage. Yeah. Well, Margarita, thank you so much for for calling in to share and to share that good news. You've just proclaimed the good news. <laughs> thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Really, it's each time it's like um yeah a new proclamation of God's love and as you say his 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 faithfulness and and yeah. yeah. So thank you yeah. so so much. No, it's, it's, uh, it makes me remember how much he loves me and how much he loves my family members. Your yes. faith is being put to the test. And yes. I just think, I know that you love me and that you care for me and it's fine. It's okay that we're in this moment. Um, yes. And may your will be done and you take power. Really, the other thing is power. No, the impossibility of God is power. Yes. And that's that's the thing i need to trust that he's got the power to change a situation that for me is like what how can how can that be you know um um so yeah it's confidence and knowing that he's got the power to do an impossible uh, miracle in my in my family's life yeah and i'm i'm grateful for him and uh, to him and grateful to god for his love that he has constantly and that's the good news, isn't it? That he loves us just yeah. the way we are. He loves my daughter just the way she is. And I have to trust that. <laughs> Even though I want her not to be like that. 
<laughs> I want my way. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but no, I have to hand it over and say, in your time, Lord, you do your miracle. I yes. can't do nothing here at all. But yeah, I'm grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you for doing this as well and letting allowing other people um, listen and uh, echo on the word. Thank you. God I bless hope you. Have a fantastic Christmas. Yes. And you. And your peace family. and joy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Lovely. God bless. Yes. May God our Lord bless. Jesus Christ be born in each one of us this Christmas. Thank you. Thank you for that blessing. Um, Margarita, God bless you. Um, we have another little piece of music now that I'm going to play. Angels We Have Heard on High, and it's an instrumental by the One Hope Project. And like Margarita, if you would like to call in, the number is 01223 375 564. Again, the number is 01223 375 564 and we would really love to hear from you um, as you can hear uh, we support one another in prayer and that beautiful echo that we create between ourselves
You are listening to Radio Maria and our Credo program where we have been praying Lexio Divina together. And we are drawing to the close of our program today. Um, Mary, I just want to thank you um, for offering your time to us this afternoon. I really want to thank you for inviting me on. It really, it's such a joy and a gift to pray with you. And by you, I mean you, Aileen, and you lovely listeners. So thank you. <laughs> you're very, well, you're welcome. <laughs> We're here listening. <laughs> so thank you. So um, I know we said that we'd finish with the reading of the gospel again. Yes. Mary, would, could I ask you to do that? And um, that will be the ending for our programme today, a fitting end to our yeah. prayer time. Wonderful. Yes, happily. Uh, we'll let God have the last word, shall we? Yes. <laughs> From the Gospel of St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who enjoy God's favour. The Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Look, you are to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about, since I have no knowledge of man? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy, and will be called Son of God. And I tell you this too, your cousin Elizabeth also, in her old age, has conceived a son. And she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible to God. Mary said, You see before you the Lord's servant. Let it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> 